Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello and welcome to another edition, download, podcast of the TalkSport Daily with me, Andy Goldstein. Of course, of Andy Goldstein Sports Bar Monday to Thursday now. Monday to Thursday from 10pm. Yeah, change your express on Sunday night from 9, but more about that later. Uh, we've got a great podcast. I'm so glad you've downloaded it for free. Didn't cost you anything. So even if you hate it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't cost you a penny. Stop moaning. Uh, we begin with breakfast and Big Al, really Big Al, and little old Dean Saunders on diving after Sean Dice had his say about it after Burnley's defeat to Arsenal. No one likes a diver. I must admit, though, it does annoy me big yeah. style when players dive and, and you know, they're, they're conning the public and conning the referee, aren't they? Did you ever dive? No. No. Ah, come on, Al. No, never. No chance. You never dived? Especially once. when I'm through, I've got a chance of scoring. Rather well, no, go well, down. when you've got a chance of scoring, no, you don't dive. No, no chance. No, I didn't dive, Dean. No, I, I, I might have. If I see someone come to do me, I can ride the tackle, but I didn't throw myself about and roll over. Never. It it does annoy people when you speak to fans and you're out and about in the streets. You speak to fans. That, that uh, actually, the way you looked up. at me there, that tells me you did. I, I've dived a few times. Yeah, <laughs> I must admit. But everybody used to do it. No, they didn't. No, no. Do you know what? No, used to they happen? didn't. No, they did. Everybody used to dive, right? And the manager used to say to you, "This, you, you telling me." The manager never ever said this at half time. Lads, he's give them a penalty. First chance you get, give him a chance of giving us one back. Yeah, I would. I Managers would not used to say that. Yeah, because yeah. he's got it wrong. Because the rules, the, the rules have changed now. We but what about that? So the we maximum, don't want diving. So the maximum punishment is a yellow. Um. Well, I. I the, what? How do you stamp it out? You know, how do you actually completely stamp it out? Well, it's like it's like tugging in the box and holding the box. I would give a red card straight away, and I think that would that's the only way it will stop it. It will stop it. Referees crack down for a couple of weeks and then forget about it again. Everyone's jostling, pulling. I think if you give reds, then the manager will say to his defenders, "Hey, we're not going down to ten men here. Be careful. Do not start grabbing shirts." I think that's the way you stop that. But in terms of a yellow card for diving and cheating, if someone's cheating. Can you give them a straight red? No, they can't. I don't know what they... I, I, I don't know the answer to that one, to be honest. Now, it says in front of me, aid on Goffey. I don't even know what that means, so I'll just safely link, safely, to, uh, I would imagine, Adrian Durham with Goffey uh, having a rant about the same sort of thing. So everyone's having a scream up about diving. We know diving's cheating. Just get over it. 
Um, I'm getting bored of Sean Dyche uh, with this, actually. Before the game, he was talking about how referees' decisions had gone against them in this diabolical run Burnley have got where they always roll over and get their tummies tickled by Arsenal whenever they play them. He was blaming refs for it. Um, And he said there, if you caught right at the beginning, he said it's nothing to do with Arsenal Football Club. Well, actually, it is. You're clearly suggesting clearly suggesting that some of their players were rolling around but or cheat. throwing themselves to the floor and cheating. So, Sean Dyche, have the bravery, have the bottle to come out and say exactly which players you think should be more seriously punished for what you thought was rolling around. Because I watched the game, and as everybody knows, I'm no big Arsenal fan, but I didn't see much rolling around from anybody. All I saw were players who were challenged, went down, maybe looking for a free kick, But they were Arsenal players doing that in exactly the same way Ashley Barnes has made a career out of doing that and he does it a lot in a Burnley shirt as well and Sean Dyche never calls him out. So there's a degree of hypocrisy and a lack of clarity. So the next step in this, if Sean Dyche is serious, forget all that nothing to do with Arsenal covering yourself nonsense. Actually make it clear which players you think should be punished and what their punishment should be. Let's see if you've got the bottle to do that. On to the mid-morning show where Natalie, Ollie, and uh, who's that? Jerry Groves. We're talking about VAR. Yep, I said it. I meant it. If you don't know why, Google it. Jerry Groves. Let's get it out of the way. VAR. What have you made of it? Let's talk about it, Perry. But it hasn't surprised me. I'm, I was accused of being a dinosaur when it was first uh, discussed that they're going to bring VAR in, and I said if we didn't get on the referees' back so much and, and backed them when they made like the sort of uh, the close decisions, you know, with the, the linesman or whatever. Now, everybody wanted VAR. Shut up, moaning. You, want, you wanted VAR brought in. Now all you're doing now is discussing the weaknesses of VAR, the discrepancies in VAR instead of the referees. Mm. And I just think, especially what happened at the weekend with Jesus' goal, I think that you're going to get a generation maybe about 10 years' time, where fans and players don't celebrate the goals with unadulterated joy that they're doing, the spontaneity now, because their first thing, well, I wonder if anything's gone wrong. So it'll always, always be delayed. Yeah, I, th- I think so, ways. yeah. And, that, and we all want the spontaneity. We all want the joy in football. And I know we sort of talked about it, but the, they've just changed that handball rule that they've brought in. They're mm. trying to clear it up, and they've made it a lot murkier on the yeah. handball rule. Yeah, I, I think there's two things, two issues. It's not confused the the two of them, mm-hmm. they there was a law change that because we're using VAR, the law has been changed to check that goal, make sure there's no accidental or non-accidental touch of a hand that led to a goal. Mm-hmm. Right? It's nonsense because if that touched the defender's hand, it, they're not going to give a penalty. So that's nonsense. It's imbalance. So you know, let's not get confused with that one incident and. How ironic it's happened against Man City for <laughs> Tottenham again. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Let's forget that. This VAR will improve and it will get better, but you cannot muck about with laws like that. The, you know, And really, I, I liked it when we, we should be trying to bring more goals to the game rather than take goals away, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, when, when the be- benefit of the doubt was with the forwards, that I, I quite like that. Do you know what I mean? Even as a manager, I quite like that. Let's go and try and outscore them lads rather than... Do you know what I mean? So you've got to be really careful. Um, it's all new. Yeah. And a lot of new things we don't like. Changes, do we, really, sometimes in our lives? But I'm not blaming the referees for this. Whoever whoever looks at it now must say, actually, that rule is not very good. Get rid of it. Yeah. Or, in balance, or, or make it balanced. If it's the same thing happens to a defender, then it'll be a penalty. 
Darren Goff here, and you're listening to TalkSport Daily. On to a show that has been running 89 years, H&J now, and someone that was 15 when that show first aired was John Motson. He joined the boys to take the average age up to just under 704, and the three of them discussed the new handball law. I'm very much in the Danny Murphy camp here on both these things. All right, you're going to say it's not the VAR, it's the new law that they're being told to enforce. I take that point. But the new law, with respect, is an ass. I mean, how can you say you're going to disallow a goal because a ball accidentally brushes the hand, not of the goal scorer, Mm. but of the player, Laporte in this case, prior to that. How can you say that's not a goal and then say if a defender accidentally Mm. touches the ball with his hand in the penalty area, it's not a penalty? No. I mean, they've got that law completely back to front. And then just going on to the offside, because there were one or two of those as well at the weekend, um, as Danny said and I've said on this programme, um, what's wrong with daylight? You know, we're, we're, we're looking... that VAR are now looking for a half a boot ahead of the nearest defender. They're, look, they're looking for um, a shoulder, you know. Um, it's so uh, pernickety. I mean, we've got to have a sensible way of looking at it. If the forward, as a player, his, his body, or whatever you want to call it, is... is there is daylight between him and the defender, yeah. then he's offside. But it's too simple for them. Uh, we said mm. earlier on, John, nothing's likely to change this season because it would affect the the kind of balance of the Premier League because some teams have been sawn off and some haven't. So we're going to have to see it through this season. I don't we- see EFAB, the, that's the international yeah. board that, that mm. make up the laws. I don't see them changing it this season, no. sadly. No. I, I wish they'd change it tomorrow. Yeah. But um, you just no, wonder once we- what, what they make of it, John. You know, when you mm. sit at home, I mean, David Ellery will, he will, will have watched all the football. And when it's a disaster like that, where a perfectly good goal, City. Costing two points that could cost them the title. Well, what does he think when he says that? He can't possibly think to himself, oh, thank goodness we brought that rule in because that goal should never have stood. You no. know? He must be thinking, well, you, oh my goodness, what have I done? You'd know David Ellery. He was a referee when you were commentating regularly, wouldn't you? So? Yes, he was. And I remember when I was really opposed to VAR right at the beginning, I remember coming back from the World Cup and I saw him at Wembley and I actually half backed down and said, David, now I've seen it working at the. This is not the Women's World Cup, no, by the no, way. The, this is yeah. the one. Mm. In in Russia in, and I said I'm starting to think maybe it is anyway I, I don't think that now I'm, I'm right in the no camp if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery think again Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime even better this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment no maintenance required improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for... Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Back to Ollie now. This is him talking about one of his scariest films, which bizarrely isn't the DVD of Blackpool's Best Moments. And tell us about the one that really used to freak you out. Yeah, well, Perry mentioned it, and that's just terrifying, isn't it? That something clowns, that can't trust clowns. No, that's Mary. It. Is that it? Is that because <laughs> yeah, of it? Yeah, yeah. Can't, yeah. can't trust clowns. Can't trust evil. anyone with a red nose. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Michael. Yeah. That rules out a lot of people, then, Ian. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, my my biggest. I I screamed out in in the cinema, and I, I I'm I'm not too um, afraid to admit it. It was. I ate the jumpy things, you know, mm. and this Fred Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy Krueger, for God's sake, you know, that horrible yeah. burnt jumper that he had on, yellow and green, uh, red and green, and oh, and you'd fall asleep and then he would attack you. I mean, come on, how scary is that? <laughs> for, for ages. Like. But he, he would he would turn up in the strangest of, and he'd pop out on you and then his arms would elongate and oh, it was just horrendous. <laughs> he ran down that alley, scraped both sides of the fell. I was terrified. Yeah. And when he sucked Johnny Depp into the bed. Oh, no. Oh, no. It, it did used to scare me. I, I used to have nightmares about Freddie Krueger. Yeah, but what was scary? Someone said I looked like him. <laughs> this is Goffy now on Drive. And he's talking about Joffre Archer. And I haven't heard this chat, but I'm going to sit back and enjoy it because I'm a massive fan of Joffre Archer. In fact, Nothing Ventured is one of my favourite books I've ever read. If you are bowling that rapid and he's, he's over 90 miles an hour, should you be allowed to bowl that short when you're that quick? Well, that's, that's part of the game. That's yeah, what makes that's what I'm great saying. Aid. Yeah, but is it, is it right? Because it's clearly quite dangerous, isn't it? Well, it's if you're that but, short and that quick. Aid, we've all faced bowlers 90 miles an hour. I've faced Shay Bakhtar, Waka Yunis, Wazim Akram, Alan Donald. There used to be loads more of them back in the day. I think it's because these days there's not as many 90 miles an hour bowlers. So when we get one, it's like, whoa, where's he come from? They're so quick. But nobody cared about... Because it makes a difference. When you bowl at 87 miles an hour compared to bowling at 92, 93, 94 miles an hour, it's a massive difference. You might not look it on a piece of paper, on a speed gun, but that is massive difference trying to face it. You get very little time to react to the pace. And that's why he's so special. This is why now we've got somebody on our hands who's going to put fear into the opposition. And it might mean they won't want to go forward to him, that extra... A couple of inch in the crease, get caught in the crease, get out LBW. They don't have the confidence to go as far forward. They'll be waiting for that short ball. This is why if he stays fit and he keeps bowling at 90 miles an hour, he's going to be a serious, serious uh, asset to England. And they'll be if he can get another one like him, we'll be number one in the world within 16 months. 
It was uh, it was terrific, an amazing spell of bowling. Um, and I just wonder. I mean, and you're right. Back in the day, there were there was less welfare for players. I'll add that. But there were bowlers, just to say the West Indian bowlers. I mean, they had four of <laughs> four archers in their team. Exactly. And they were they were South Africa. Brett Schultz, Alan Donald, Nanty Airwood, Jack Callison is with Sean Pollock, all bowled above 90 miles an hour when I came into my first tour there in 95. It was frightening when you went into bat. I forgot Mac Millen as well. He was the all-rounder. He bowled at 90 miles an hour. <laughs> but every team, you were used to it and you were facing it all the time. The difference is, this day and age, a guy comes along who bowls over 90 miles an hour, where's he come from? We don't see it anymore. Because of one-day cricket and what the career it's created... We're not seeing 90 miles an hour bowlers. We're not seeing Shane Warnes and Murray Thrins. You know what I mean? We're seeing guys who are just trying to defensive type bowling. Ball the channels, ball good slower balls. This is a guy who just runs in and bowls as fast as he can. And on with that, a great action. On that note, just on Jack Leach, I thought he bowled like a spinner should bowl. I was really Well, like a spinner who doesn't turn it a lot, but who you need at the other end when you're playing test cricket. If he's not going to take wickets, he, he needs to be tight. Needs to be tight. Jack Leach bowled tight and he got his reward with the wickets. Unfortunately, Moeen Ali has lost that confidence at the moment. When he's relied upon as being number one spinner, he goes for too many. He's going for too many runs. He puts pre- he lets the pressure off Australia and they went away in that first test. With Jack Leach bowling in the last innings, he's putting pressure on everyone else and the fast bowlers can attack. Makes and a big difference. You mentioned uh, Joffrey Archer and his game developing. I mean, where where can he end up? And how much development can <laughs> well, there be? I'll tell you where he will end up. Number one in the world if he carries on. That's a debut. And and I've never... I've retired from Test cricket and you watch little bits and pieces. But I'll tell you what, I was there Friday and I was in the ECB box. I never, I never left. I never left watching it. Normally I'd watch a ball, turn away, have a, a drink. But... When he's bowling, don't miss a ball. Box office. Watch him every single delivery. When he's bowling, compared to Broad and Wokes, and that's no disrespect to Broad, because Broad's got 500 test wickets nearly uh, for England. He's brooding, and he's bowling beautifully to left-handers. I just wish he could bowl to the right-handers like he does the left. Wokes is just, yeah, your normal type English-type seamer. But Archer just gives you something that none of them have got. Pure pace, pure hostility, pure belief. Love watching him. I hope he stays like that. Now, if you're unaware of it, we do have a sister station. She is called TalkSport 2. It's one of my favourite sister stations in world radio. Guy Swindles was on it, and he was looking ahead to the third test. Denley and Rory Burns had 250 partnerships in the last test match. They weren't pretty. They both only scored 20-odd in, in that 50 partnership. But it was a 50 partnership, and it did hold up the Australians, and it took the shine off the ball. So... If, if, if they can put on 40 rather than the normal four for the opening partnership, then that is, that is a plus. Um, so that, 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 that could be a, um, a, a way forward. Also, it was interesting that Ben Stokes was saying, he was talking to Joe Denley, and Denley was going, I'm fed up with pretty 20s. I need bigger scores, and I'm going to get them. So there is an attitude change. There is a, a willingness to... to put your body on the line and, and force your way to stay in the team because he knows he's now living on borrowed time. On to the best of the press box with Danny Kelly, Martin Lipton, Mike Calvin and Simon Jordan. We've got rid of all the rubbish bits from it, so this is just the best of it. We always knew it was going to be a difficult start. 
we didn't win last year for 10 games or whatever it was. So, you know, it's not something that's that's new to us. I'm interested that Steve Bruce would make the point there in the press conference that the beloved, sainted Raf Benitez didn't win a game till November last season. I'd forgotten that. Yeah. No, absolutely right. And you know what my views on Benitez are. You know, this love, this long-running campaign from Newcastle fans, this loving about what Benitez has achieved... Yes, he was brought in by who? Mike Ashley. He was retained by who? Mike Ashley. Now, I'm not in the Mike Ashley camp of support. I think you've got to call on what they are. There are far better owners than Mike Ashley. And I suspect you'll find they're far worse ones as well. He's £350 million deep. And whether Newcastle fans like that number or they don't like that number, those are the facts. You do have to include what a club was purchased for. Now, I look at it and say, look, Bruce has taken on a big job. And he's taken on a job that I'm pleased to see people like Tony Cascarino remark about the value of Rafa Benitez. Because Rafa Benitez, in my view, and Newcastle fans will be up in arms that are listening tonight saying another southern, another rant from Jordan about a club that he doesn't know anything about. But Benitez's motivation wasn't that was, he was desperate to come to Newcastle. It was because that was the Premier League job that was offered to him at the time. And that was the big bag of cash that Benitez could have got. And that was the opportunity that he took. And Newcastle was a stepping stone for him. Now, it was a stepping stone not to a greater club. It was a stepping stone to, to, to more money. And I don't believe that Mike Ashley just suddenly decided to spend 70 million quid because he likes Stevie Bruce. I suspect there was a complete and utter breakdown in trust between uh, Benitez and Ashley and mm. Ashley and Benitez because Benitez milked the press, played the angle. And what you need, if one of these articles is going to be effective, it needs to come from an Alan Shearer or a, or a northeastern stalwart that says, actually, Benitez isn't all he's cracked up to be, but they won't have the balls to do it. Add on to what a lot of people are saying is one of the best shows, not just on TalkSport, but ever in the history of radio. In fact, I heard someone comparing it to Howard Stern Show, but that's just their opinion. Anyway, on the Sports Bar, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm, we had lots of fantastic calls, obviously, as we always do, on the Wolves-Manchester United game and the Midnight Train to Madness. Now, if you've never heard it, it's about 10 minutes, legally, it's actually about 25, where people can phone up and talk about whatever they want, apart from sport, politics, religion, and nothing too serious. We always get a bonkers call, and tonight was no exception. Cameron, what a great name. He's a Manchester United fan. Cameron, good evening. Brilliant. Yeah, so just been the United game. I thought we played really well. Yeah. Lots of, posit- lots of positives, especially if you compare it to last season. Mm-hmm. About the, uh, the penalty decision, uh, I don't see any problem with Pogba taking it. Obviously, he's missed it, but he's a world-class player. All United players in that Cameron, team. is he? Is he world-class? Yeah, of course he is. When did you last see that world-class performance in a red shirt? When did you last see it? Not a bad question, to be fair. It uh, wasn't very good, to be fair, against Chelsea. No, no, no. Just tell, me, just tell me the time you come away from Old Trafford or an away match and said he was world-class today. Last time, yeah. honestly, yeah. I would probably... Uh, I'd have to go back to the derby at the Etihad when we were 2-0 down. Yeah, but, but that wasn't a 90-minute world-class performance, was it? Oh, in 90 minutes, but how we can influence the game. I mean, you're seeing what you can do. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. So, I'll mark that down. A so, a 40, for, uh, irrelevant, I don't care about his World Cup win. So, 45 right, minutes... Well, where's your World Cup winning medal? But, but, but <laughs> no one's paid 90... What Cameron, kind of argument is that? Cameron, no one's paid 90 million for me. <laughs> Cameron, listen, without trying to be too clever, I'm asking a serious question. You pay 90 million, which at the time was a world record fee, you expect to get world-class performances at least more than one 45 minute. Now, you tell me, you tell me, unless he's like your brother, don't take this personally, you tell me when you've seen Paul Pogba 
put in a shift, a world-class shift, and thought, do you know what? He's worth every penny. When was that game? Hey, it's difficult question to answer, really, because it's different for a central midfielder playing deep, deep-lying central midfielder to show off world-class abilities, whereas he's a striker... He scores two goals, he scores a hat-trick, you automatically think... Oh, he's no, it's flat. not. It's not. Because if I said the same to you about Skulls or Keane or Beckham or Kante or... I mean, I could go on and on. I the look, list... Uh, when was the last time Kante put in a world-class performance? You can say, right, that was a world-class performance. Last Wednesday. What, you, what when they got beaten in the Super Cup? The no, you Super didn't Super ask Cup about the result, Cameron. You asked about the performance. And Galo Kante's what, performance... Kante? Like... Did, you, did you watch that? Yes, did you? Yes, so and, you, and, and you don't you don't think that that was a world class performance from from a, a, a but from Kante? No, absolutely not. He didn't he didn't dominate the midfield. Of course he I'm did. <laughs> Cameron, honestly, I don't, how can you didn't Cameron, watch he it? Was amazing. You didn't watch it, mate. You didn't watch it. You're telling Porky Pies. Hello, Andy. You all right? I'm good. Very well. How, what's your name? Scooby. Stevie, what area of the country? No, no, not Stevie. Scooby. 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 I changed it by depot 15 years ago. Did you, <laughs> please tell me that's true. No, honestly, it's true, mate. I went to change it from John to Johnny. The guy wanted 58 quid for N and the Y. And I thought, I'm getting my money's worth here. I chucked Elvis in the middle. Your name's Scooby Elvis? Scooby Johnny Elvis Stanley Grant. Well, it's actually reverent because I got myself ordained at the same time. Well, that's it for another TalkSport Daily podcast. I have to say it's probably one of the best ones I've voiced today. And I've done quite... This is the only one. But a quick reminder, in the Championship tonight, it's Derby against Bristol City. You can hear that one full and live and uninterrupted unless you've got someone moaning going, what are you listening to? Turn it down. That's on TalkSport 2 from 6pm. Thanks for downloading. Remember, if you haven't pressed subscribe yet, why not? I keep saying it at the end of these, press subscribe. And by doing so... That means, A, you won't have me nag you anymore, and B, when you wake up and you're ready for work or your chores or whatever you do, it's there waiting for you in your inbox. Don't ask me how. I don't know. It's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Just do it. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.